What's up, Chief? What's going on, man? Working hard, you? Same here, man. Uh, let's get right into it. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan. Got my boy Brandon Robinson, man. How's it going? Man, I'm doing good. Just uh, recovering from a, a, a productive and relaxing weekend. How are you? Good, man. Just recovering from being sick, but I'll be all right. But now let's get into it, man. So what's the latest with the Laker coaching search? Who do you think they're going to hire? Monty Williams, Tyron Lue, or Jawan Howard? Um, well, I mean, if you go back to my reporting in November, um, I shared with you that uh, if Luke Walton were to be let go, uh, Jason Kidd would be a person of interest as well as Mark Jackson. Um, haven't heard anything on the Mark Jackson end, uh, but spoke to someone uh, as it relates to the Jason Kidd situation. And uh, Jason Kidd did meet with the Lakers brass and, um, Basically, it's a waiting game. Uh, the Tyron Lue, Monty Williams situation, obviously with Monty Williams, uh, he has a relationship with not only uh, Kevin Durant, as you're looking into the free agency pool this summer, uh, but he also has a relationship with Andy, Anthony Davis. Uh, Monty Williams, being from the DMV area, uh, has a relationship with Kevin Durant, and he coached uh, Anthony Davis. That Anthony Davis situation is more complex, obviously, because you need a trade in order to commence um, anything that's going on uh, as it relates to the Kevin Durant situation, a little bit easier, but, you know, Kevin Durant is bowling out of his mind. On the Tyron Lue front, uh, from what I've read, because uh, I haven't heard anything specific about about any inside stuff as it relates to Tyron Lue, uh, he and LeBron obviously have a relationship dating back to uh, their days in Cleveland. He's also a former Laker, so um, you know, it, they're pretty tight-lipped about it. You've heard names like um, We've heard legit. You've even heard names like Jawan Howard as a potential candidate, but ultimately, it, it looks as though it's going to come down to Lou, uh, Jason Kidd, and Monty Williams. And you know, one of the things with the Lakers is you know you're wanting someone to commit to you potentially uh, when their team that Monty Williams is an assistant coach with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, you know, you you still got to wait on what happens with the Sixers in there. Um, you know, playoff uh, situation with the Sixers playing the Toronto Raptors. So it's a lot to sort through, and um, it wouldn't be the Lakers if it wasn't something that was front-page news. So it's going to take a while. Nothing nothing imminent right now, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, man. But I think we should go for Tyron Lue because uh, him and LeBron have a connection, and it would work wonders for us. And then the young core play well for Tyron Lue, man. But hopefully we get that done soon, man, because I'm tired of waiting because I'm one to have a head coach so we can figure out what we're going to do, man. But also, um, what are you hearing about Kevin Durant? Do you think he's going to go to New York or do you think he's going to go to L.A.? What's the latest? Well, uh, I'm sticking to what I reported on September 17th for now uh, as it relates to Kevin Durant joining the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, and, and it really, I think you have to take this into consideration as I'm sticking with it for now. Um, number one, the only other team to have a four-peat of any sort or more would be the Boston Celtics. They won eight straight championships. Um, the Warriors are still the champs, and they're still in progress right now in what they're doing. Um, so, you know, Kevin Durant is still a member of the Golden State Warriors right now. Um, and, you know, as it relates to, you know, the Knicks, um, I have heard from people that, you know, there is a want there. Uh, and it's not simply because of the fact that, you know, Rich Kleiman, who's his OKD's manager, is from New York, but also – 
he has many ties to the organization and it, and, and it's it's you know goes back to Trier or goes to um uh Royal Ivy who is uh one of KD's closest friends recruited him to Texas KD is also um the godfather to Royal Ivy's uh daughter and also KD will be in Royal Ivy's wedding this summer as the best man um I, I got some intel I want to say like December January just how serious it is um but the Lakers are still a, a, an intrigue uh for a couple of reasons one if you look back at Rick Buecher's interview with Kevin Durant um with the whole toxic comment a lot of that got blown out of proportion and I've heard from certain mm-hmm. people that that could have been just a smoke screen uh, and the respects of you know it came out early in the season like November if you go back this was around I feel like October November September October November were like bunched all together I don't know about you it just was a lot going on yeah well there was um, <laughs> and, what I, and what I can say is um, you saw during that stretch you saw the situation with Draymond Green and Kevin Durant and they're and they're they're off on the court in the locker room feud. Then you saw, you know, obviously the Warriors were dealing with some injuries during the season and they had to play in the shape. But then, um, I I just think that you see many people discussing Kyrie and 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 Kevin Durant pair together, and I don't have any intel on that. And what I can share with you is this: um, I was with Kyrie and KD. Um, at a Jordan party mm-hmm. and during All Star Weekend in, in Charlotte, and um, those guys are very close. Mm-hmm. Um, and KD and I had a conversation. Me and Kyrie had a conversation. It was about life and it was about basketball, but it mm-hmm. was it was more lighthearted. I think people thought that during All Star Weekend that that meant guys are going to be pairing together and they're making decisions. You know, you also got to take this into consideration, uh, John. TV networks get money off of hyping things and speculation throughout the course of the season. It's for the fans. Just like first taking and more. Um, But the business gets done before season start, the spring before the season starts. Like I can share with you that LeBron, when he ended up, you know, going to the Lakers, I will tell you that I had drinks with someone from a major, major brand who Mm. told me that LeBron had that wrapped up in like March of last year. Yeah, I agree with you, man, because there are stories about that. And a lot of people always didn't think we're going to get him. I know Ramon Shelburne, Brian Winhorst said 1% chance. And how can, so people, so so these basketball athletes can already have their mind made up. Um, yeah. Do you, do you think Cam Durant's mind made up or do you think he's going to take the process into the free agency? I mean, a lot of these guys, you got to remember, this is like recruiting like college or high school all over again. This is a process mm-hmm. of where you see what people are offering. You want to be wooed and more. Um, I, I think with Kevin Durant, his situation is a lot more complex because he's actually competing for a championship team, a, a, a team that's trying to defend their title. And, you know, we literally have been talking about KD since the summer of, of last year, which is just so crazy. The last six, seven months for me has just been crazy professionally and personally. But at the same time, as it relates to Kevin Durant, I mean, it's not really over until he signs on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you, you know, man. So like, so, like, I'll make myself open to the fact I could be wrong. I took a chance making a t- putting out yeah. a tweet like that and putting a statement out there. But the person who shared that information with me 
um, is privy to certain things. And I'm not ready to just let that out yet. But what I can tell you is, as you're seeing the way the storyline is going right now um, in the NBA, particularly as it relates to the Warriors, you know, one could wonder. I had Rick Buecher on the Scoopy Radio podcast, and I asked him about, like, the Warriors and comparing them to the 98 Chicago Bulls team who wrapped it up. That was the last of their three-peat, of their second three-peat. And he said to me, it does seem similar. Um, but, you know, the other thing that I'll add, he didn't say this, is when you look at the NBA now, the Warriors set the tone for the way that teams play now. Small ball, forwards and centers taking the long ball, shooting the long ball, et cetera, is predicated upon a culture that Steve Kerr and the Warriors set. Now, that's the norm. And so they can be beat. I mean, you look at the, but, but then they haven't been beat. You look at that Clipper series, they played unafraid in six games. Um, you, you, you look at, you look at the, and it started with the Houston Rockets last season. They played unafraid. Mm-hmm. They were game seven away from potentially going to the NBA finals. Yeah. Yeah, no, man. But I remember the Lakers barely got challenged. I mean, did the Lakers get challenged back up in the day when they three pieces, right? Did, did they get challenged? You're talking about like in, in the, of, you talking about during the Kobe years? Yeah, Kobe and Shaq. I know they got challenged. Well, you look at the 2002 conference finals against the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, people. So it's like people can't challenge these super teams, man. But I just think that, like, why would Durant want to leave? He can stay with the Warriors and win multiple championships. Well, you know what I mean? So I just don't. I, I think that get him leaving. the Lakers are in an interesting situation. And I'll answer that. I'll answer it like this. You look at the NBA season this year. You knew, I knew. I don't know if you knew, but year one for the Lakers was going to be tough because you you signed guys to all these one year contracts. But mm. but you you look at Rondo, you look at Beasley, you you look at you know Javale McGee, Tyson Chandler, all those guys, right? I mean, at one point the, the Lakers were playing like a strong seventh or eighth seed before LeBron went down with that groin injury. Now I mm. spoke to. Um, Someone who is now an, a former Lakers assistant coach, um, they told me at the airport in L.A., or excuse me, at the airport in Charlotte during All-Star Weekend, the Lakers are really looking to get a strong six or seven seed. Um, this was at All-Star break. This was like right – this was obviously after LeBron injury, and the belief was he would come back. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder, had LeBron – not gotten hurt, will we be even having this conversation about coaching? Will we be having this conversation about personnel? And to be honest with you, um, I wonder if Ivica Zubak would, would still be a Laker at that point. Uh, I think Magic Johnson would still be like Luke would still yeah. be. So I feel like the, we just had the injury season, man. And to be honest, when we got LeBron, I had us going to the West Conference Finals, competing with Golden State. And then we were just in, hit with injuries. And I really personally think that those trade rumors affected the team. What do you think? Do you think those Anthony Davis trade rumors affected the team? Uh, yeah, for sure. If you remember, I believe me and you started connecting after the whole me putting out the KD thing. But prior to that, you know, I was putting out Lakers, LeBron, Lakers, or excuse me, LeBron and Space Jam, all of the stuff that I had been hearing um, just about L.A. and why LeBron came to L.A. and a myriad of other things. Um, and what I can share with you is obviously when, when, by the time me and you connected after me putting out the KD stuff right after I started talking about the whole Lakers making a move to get Anthony Davis at the trade deadline. 
Oh yeah, I remember that. And this was like this was like I want to say like mid October. I think it was like somewhere between October twelfth and October fifteenth. And I said that the Lakers were going to make a strong move to acquire Anthony Davis by the NBA trade deadline. And then the biggest thing was, you know, Rich Paul or or Anthony Davis had to put out that um, he requested the trade. And Davis never officially did it, but but Rich Paul spoke on his behalf. Mm-hmm. And they thought that they were going to hold the Lakers or the Pelicans rather hostage. And, you know, that did not happen. Mm-hmm. And then you, I'll tell you that all the different combinations of different trades that were put out there. You know, you had anybody from Josh Hart to Kuzma to Brandon Ingram to Rondo to, you know, the kitchen sink going out there. Yeah. <laughs> that can that can mess up the psyche and the morale. And not only was that an issue, you had the LeBron groin issue. Then you had the, the Carmelo Anthony potentially coming to the Lakers. It was just always a certain thing that was coming and going and being discussed. How can you focus? Yeah, it was just a drama season, man. And uh, what what is your thought process about Rick Beaker saying that um, Jeannie Buss and Rob Plinka were emailing about Magic? Do you believe that, or do you think that's just a smokescreen or like just um, fake news? I know Rick. Um, okay, I knew Rick during my childhood days covering the Nets as a kid, and then Rick and I actually reconnected in Charlotte during All Star Exchange contact info, and um, I will say, and from other reporters that I know. Rick is really respected and Rick does a thorough job in fact checking. I can say that about Rick. I can mm-hmm. say that about Ramona Shelburne. Um, and I think with Ramona Shelburne, she's actually extra careful. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. I, not to say Rick is not, but as it relates to Rick, um, I will share with you that I did not hear that specific thing about the Lakers. But what I will share with you, and I'll say this on your show, I have not said this publicly. Um, I had heard that the Lakers um, and Magic Johnson and, and excuse me, I was going to say Mitch Kupchak, excuse me, Magic Johnson <laughs> and Rob Palenka um, were in a situation or had heard that there was a situation where the league office had to step in some way, somehow, and sent them a, a series of warnings that were not publicized. I don't want to go into the specifics of it, but what I will tell you is I heard that earlier this month, um, that the league had sent some warnings to them, and had they not taken care of business, they could have lost some type of privileges. I had gotten a text message from a league source about that while I was away a few weeks ago in Chicago. I was on a press run in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I was actually at the United Center in Chicago when I heard the news about Magic Johnson. And I got a text message from somebody maybe an hour or two after that, that that was was what was going on. And I didn't speak on it because I didn't fact check on it. I don't know if that's tied into what Rick Buecher is discussing. Yeah, man, just crazy information that's going on up there, man. And uh, yeah, um, what's the the latest with uh, Kawhi Leonard? I saw you posted something on your Twitter account saying that he might go to the Clippers. Well, let me clarify something. So, Although I report news and things that I heard and see, uh-huh. I also, yeah. I, and that's me, you know, as me, myself, and I, and my podcast, Scoopy Radio, but also as a writer at both Basketball Society Online and Heavy.com, I also write about what other people say. So there's a couple of things that I wrote about. Number one, um, I wrote something that Rick Buecher said on the podcast where he discussed 
um, Kawhi Leonard potentially going to the Lakers. Or excuse me, Kawhi Leonard going to the Los Angeles Clippers. Los Angeles Clippers, not Los Angeles Lakers. Um, and basically, Rick Bucher discussed that when you look at the Clippers team, they have Montrez Harrell, they have Lou Williams, all these other guys. But they don't have this go-to guy. Kawhi would fit in perfectly. And that's mm-hmm. what Bucher was saying on, on the Scoopy, Ra- Scoopy Radio podcast, which you all can subscribe to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitch App, or simply visit ScoopBRadio.com. But um, that was what Rick Bucher said. And then, of course, uh, again, me being a writer and just telling stories, I know that there has been this narrative of a guy on Twitter named I Got Sources who um, I understand he de- deactivated his account or something today. But um, basically... Uh, he had tweeted and said that you know Kawhi Leonard was going to Los Angeles Lakers, and I rep- I wrote about that over the weekend as well. So you have to give yeah, I read you that. have to give multiple you know you have to tell a story. It's a narrative. It's when you, twenty years from now, you can go back and say, "Wow, this was written. This was written. This was discussed. This was discussed." It's no different than if you're you're of the Jewish faith, the Islamic faith, or the Christian faith. Those books mm-hmm. are historical context of what happened during that time. And so I'm doing this. Uh, yeah, I got a quick question. How come uh, certain, you know how agents and GMs and stuff, how come when somebody tweets out a, or puts out a room, how come they can't, when they say leaked sources, how come they can't say who the sources? Do they get in trouble by the league or the sources that gave it out? Well, you, there's a few things. So sometimes when it's a leaked source, they don't want to put their neck out on the line because um, that's not that's not privileged information. So I, I'll give you an example. I okay. have reported certain things sometimes that a league source shared with me, and the league source may be the player themselves. Sometimes it okay. could be a coach. Sometimes it could be an aunt. It could be an uncle. It could be a cousin. It could be a brother. And so when you don't name that name, it's because you're protecting somebody for various reasons. That, mm-hmm. that person could work within an organization. So, like, sometimes when you have, like, I'll use Woj as an example. Woj is a person who talks to players. He's a person who speaks with GMs. He's this person who speaks to agents. Sometimes you have people who deal with front office people. Sometimes you have people who deal with players. Sometimes you deal with people who are friends. I know I deal with general managers. I deal with presidents. I deal with players themselves. I deal with, you know, uh, cousins or uncles or brothers or sometimes the, the player themselves or the person that involves themselves and they don't want to be outed. You, when you're a journalist, you have to protect your sources at all costs because you want to be able to go to them again. Okay. Just, yeah, because always people always get fined for putting out, like, remember Magic Johnson got fined for talking about Kumpo? At the Kumpo? Yes. Like, yeah, it's like, how come these GMs can't express about these players? Why do they always have to get in trouble well, for there's it? Like, rules. I, don't, I don't get so that. So there's rules within that. So Magic Johnson is speaking on behalf of the Los Angeles Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers is a franchise under the National Basketball Association. And so you can't speak about, like, for Antetokounmpo, he's under contract with the Pelicans, or excuse me, with the, with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. You can't, that would be, how would, how, you can't speak on a player who's under contract with somebody else. That's like, um, you know, how would you like it if, if, Daryl Morey was speaking about LeBron James. LeBron James is under contract with the Lakers, and you know Morey works for the the, the uh, Houston Rockets. He can't okay. speak on somebody who's under contract with somebody else. That that's that's breaking rules. You know. Yeah. Okay. Even like yeah, team, my, I think, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I think Magic Johnson. One of the reasons he stepped down, I think, because 
He wanted to congratulate Westbrook, congratulate Dwayne Wade and Dirk. He can't do that because he'll get fired. But now since he stepped down, he's tweeting everybody, having his opinion. And I also think he stepped down because he's going to recruit players on the low. What do you think? Do you think he's going to be heavily involved in the recruiting process? Oh, he definitely is. I mean, I I can tell you that, um, for example, when Carmelo Anthony became – I'm New York-based, so, you know, Carmelo Anthony was traded to uh, the New York Knicks years ago, what, 2011? I can tell you that there were people who are tied to people within that organization that were able to speak on their behalf. And you can use celebrities to do it because celebrities are not under contract. So, okay. I mean, you got to think about it. Basketball, the basketball circle of the basketball world ain't that big. You got to remember these guys play AAU together. Their sons, their daughters are friends with each other. Um, they, they, you know, people know each other's family. So the, the world is small. The entertainment world is small. And so Magic Johnson being under contract um, and basically, you know, when Magic's not under contract with that team anymore, he's able to make moves and do things and speak as himself, but still, you know, run interference. Magic Johnson is a good recruiter. Don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously. Yeah, he is. I mean, this was before we connected, and I'll share this with you on your podcast. Um, I had been dialed into this whole LeBron going to L.A. thing since, like, early to mid-June. I had someone basically a reliable source share with me. LeBron had to let certain sponsors know what was going on before the decision I had. I had it pegged down to his itinerary. I knew somebody who knew what plane he was getting on, and I was tracking. If you go back to my tweets, I, I had tracked the plane. I knew when he was landing in Van Nuys. He was leaving from his his vacation in Anguilla. I know that that flight that was that he was that we, that he was on was coming from Teterboro Airport, which is New Jersey. Had flew to to, to uh, Hopkins Airport in Cleveland. Had, came to Anguilla. Flew from Anguilla to Van Nuys. I had a track to when he was landing, and shortly after that trip, he got to his house, and he and Magic met that night. And so yeah, I'm saying it's... all that to say. Magic Johnson knows what he's doing. And so for him, I, I don't think that his role can be defined as president of basketball operations. Number one, because he is a Lakers legend. When mm-hmm. he's la- a Lakers legend operating within a structured role as president of basketball operations, that is not an easy fa- uh, feat to do. And also, um, did, did you see a report by Dave McMenamin saying, I believe so, correct me if I'm wrong, um, that the Lakers and LeBron's, relationship is damaged is that true i know that video came out but do you believe that i don't do you i think you have to define damage i think oftentimes when you give a definitive labeling on it 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 Uh perplexes people maybe they're not on the same page yes damage Mm, i'm not ready to write that story yet I, i i would say that um there's a lot of miscommunication going on particularly because magic johnson at least publicly stepped down out of nowhere um, you're figuring out Rob Palenka and what his next moves are, uh, and you're figuring figuring out a head coach. Um, the Magic Johnson thing was kind of just the, the the start of it, but I mean, when you look within that Lakers organization throughout the season, we've kind of touched on it throughout our conversation. We've gone from LeBron James's groin injury, we've gone to you know Brandon Ingram's health, Lonzo Ball's health. Let's not forget. Lonzo Ball has his own issues with the big baller brand and, and his and his um dad and 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 Alan Foster who are, are dealing with those situations that have legal ramifications as well. It's a it's a
Hello? Brandon, still there? Still there? Hello? Hello? Brandon? And New Orleans Pelicans, and nothing happened. So there is a lot to sort out. Oh, can you kind of go back because it kind of cut out? Okay. What was the last thing you heard me say? Uh, um, I talked um, about the cleaning house. I talked about Big Baller Brand as it related to Larry. There we go. Big Baller Brand and Alan, and Alan Foster. As well as uh, LeVar Ball. There's a lot of things that have to be sorted out that way. And then in addition to that, LeBron's health. This is the first time in eight years that he's not been in an NBA Finals or in the NBA playoffs. He's got to heal. So I, I think – I can't remember what phrasing you used. I think that everybody needs to just get their own selves together and come back. And, you know, when I look at LeBron James in that situation with the Lakers in year one, there's a lot of expectation. L.A. is a lot like New York. It's a lot like playing for the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Yankees. There's pressure. LeBron's never had to deal with that pressure. He didn't have to deal with it in Cleveland and being from Northeast Ohio. And he didn't have to deal with it the same way in Miami because of the media uh, uh, makeup of it. It's different. Yeah, man, it's going to be a crazy offseason. And one more thing before we get up in here. Where do you think Kyrie Irving's going to go? Do you think he's going to stay with Boston, go to the Lakers, or go to the Brooklyn Nets or Knicks? What's the latest well, on Kyrie? With the Kyrie situation, you got to take him at his word. He said at the beginning of the season, I'll come back if you'll have me. Um, even though he said that, that 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 admission would not hold up in the court of law. Um, now, if you ask me where he's – if he does not stay with Boston, where would he go? I would tell you that I like the Brooklyn Nets um, because it's not a guarantee. Although D'Angelo Russell and the Nets have mutual interests in – uh, signing a long-term deal, I can tell you someone uh, within D'Angelo Russell's camp shared with me. He lives in Brooklyn. He wants to move to a house in an apartment in Manhattan. Um, but that's all speculative. It, it comes down to, you know, the, the the Nets would be better if, you know, Kyrie went to the Brooklyn Nets. He's from West Orange, New Jersey, a stone's throw from the city. His dad is, Dredrick, is from the Bronx. His, his godfather's Kyrie Irving. He's from the Bronx as well. And um, there is a level of you know relationship uh, that comes with New York and New Jersey. Um, he also grew up watching Jason Kidd, Kenyon Martin, and, the, and Richard Jefferson go to multiple NBA finals. And you know, so if he wants to be home, cool. There's a lot of pressure of playing at home, but he's still in the playoffs playing for the Boston Celtics. I have to hold him at his word. But if not the Celtics, I like the Brooklyn Nets. I think if he gets to the finals and beat somehow beats the Golden State Warriors, I think he'll stay, man. But I think. Uh... The Lakers, man, need to go get Kyrie and team up with LeBron again, man, because I'm tired of missing the playoffs. I'm tired of being in the lottery, man. It's frustrating sometimes watching my Lakers. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie has also spent time in in Los Angeles. Um, I know Kyrie. I know the type of guy he is. He's a nice guy, and I also think the grass is not always greener on the other side. You know, Cleveland didn't work out. He's in Boston. Brad Stevens, he likes Brad. Um, And I, I think that when you're the face of a team, it takes a while for you to kind of uh, gel. I mean, last year, the Celtics were lucky to get to the conference finals without a healthy Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. Sometimes you got to see what you got. And sometimes the grass, like I said, is not always green on the other side. The Eastern Conference is budding. Um, it's not a clear-cut favorite in the Eastern Conference. Neither is the Western Conference. But, you know, you're competing with the Philadelphias, the Milwaukees, um, and, and what have you, as well as the Toronto Raptors. So, you know, 
it's not always green on the other side. And I think Kyrie is in a situation like Rondo, where he won a ring early in his career when he was young. You want to continue to preserve that. Who's to say those young guys can't carry that tradition on? Yeah, man, that team over there is talented. But uh, thank you, Brian Robinson, for coming on my podcast. Go ahead and give your Twitter a shout-out. Oh, out, yeah, man. man. For everybody that's listening, first of all, thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the Scoopy Radio Podcast, which is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitcher app. And make sure to follow me on Twitter, at ScoopB. That's Scoop, like you're scooping ice cream, the letter B. Make sure to subscribe, to, or rather follow me on uh, Instagram and Snapchat by the same handle, which is Scoop underscore B. Scoop like ice cream, underscore, and the letter B. Thank you, Robert, Brandon Robinson, for coming on. It was a pleasure, man. Talk My to you man, soon. My man, I'll talk to you. Bye-bye. Uh-huh.